안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Today is the first day of July. Happy 40th anniversary to the uh, 2075 blessed couples. Really congratulate all of you. Oh my goodness, already 1st of July. I hope, even though I cannot uh, you know, celebrate together with you, but my heart is with you, my brothers and sisters. You are the one who really laid incredible foundation for America. So this is one of the major blessings in America. Uh, today, my brothers and sisters, I'd like to talk about why we should witness again from True Mother's Anthology Book 1. So let's start. Why we should witness. We need to make a new culture that will go beyond Christianity. True Parents have opened Chanogok for you. That is why all of you must take action suitable to citizens of Chanogok. You must surpass the Christians who have been investing in intent, attending God for the past 2,000 years and building great cathedrals as symbols of their faith by opening the door for the salvation of your descendants. When I visited the nations of Europe, I cried profoundly in my heart. What do you members of the unification movement think about this age we are living in? Do you know how precious it is that people have been able to participate in the blessing for the first time after a delay of 6,000 years. Please become people who can be proud, not ashamed of European culture and Christian culture and leave behind your history and culture. I have been worrying that perhaps you blessed families have been living for the sake of yourselves and your own families alone. What kind of position are you standing in? What is the center of your focus? You must think about the future. Yes. Looking from this point of view, there are many, many things that we need to teach to the world. Why do I need to say to you so that you will understand my heart? I feel I must tell you everything from beginning to end. We need to leave something more permanent than what Christianity built for 2,000 years. Our descendants should be able to admire and love true parents just by looking at even one building, saying, thank you, true parents. You came into this corrupted world and practiced true love, found and restored all of humanity as your own children, and opened the doors to the path of eternal life. Why was I born in this later time? If I had lived together with the true parents, I would have brought greater achievements to true parents than my ancestors did. All of you, please awaken. From now on, you need to be different. From now on, do not be satisfied to be observers. All of you, please become responsible people. Become the owners. Yes. After the Israelites settled in Canaan, 
their unchanging wish was to dedicate a temple to God. It took 20 years for King Solomon to complete a temple for God. One of our true mother's wishes is to dedicate Chonilguk Temple to God after the declaration of Chonilguk. This Chonil Temple is the first temple dedicated to God after declaration of the Chonilguk since the beginning of the human history. For this work, we must know how much heart through mother is investing into this and put our devotion into it. Through mother said, you must surpass the Christians who have been investing in attending God for the past 2,000 years and building great you know, cathedrals uh, as a symbols of their fate by opening the door for the salvation of your descendants. She said, we need to leave something more permanent than uh, what Christianity built for 2,000 years. In May uh, 2025, the Chonil Temple will be dedicated to heaven. That's why I, even though officially International Headquarters do not announce yet, I think they are going to announce very soon each family, you need to prepare some kind of the donation, you know, uh, for Chanil Temple. I think this is a very important historical, you know, Chanil Temple. So I think each one of you prepare your heart. How can we dedicate something for Chanil Temple, which is the one of the most important offering from True Mother and from, uh, from us? True Mother is doing her best today to dedicate the Chanil Temple, which she will show to future descendants forever. So when Mother came to Las Vegas and shared, Mother, you are the God's begotten daughter, you are, da you, are, you, are, you are Mother of the peace, you are Mother of love, Mother of what, what, what I explained. And then do you know what True Mother is saying that You need to add one more. She said, I'm the mother of the Chanil temple. I am the one who really tried to really dedicate this Chanil temple. Mother emphasized again to me. You know, this is one of the mother's really incredible offering, Chanil temple. That's why my dear brothers and sisters need to pray for mother's greatest wish. And we, her wish is also our wish, right? So I think even we are small amount of money or big amount of money, doesn't matter. We need to prepare our chongsong to our beloved true mother for, you know, uh, the Chanil temple. And living divine principle, the position of the human beings in the cosmos, owner of our creation, let's study EDP. The position of human beings in the cosmos. First, God created human beings to be the rulers of the universe. The universe does not of itself have internal sensibility toward God. Hence, God does not govern the universe directly. Rather, God endowed human beings with sensibilities to all things in the universe and gave them the mandate to rule over the universe directly. Human beings composed of flesh 
which can dominate the corporal world and spirit, which can dominate the incorporeal world, likewise have the potential to rule both worlds. Let's study further. The quality and essence of anything must be the same or it cannot be governed. You cannot thumb through the pages of a book with just your mind because the essence of your mind and the book are different. However, with the finger that is made of the same essence as the book, you can come thumb through the pages of the book as you like. Therefore, with the human body, we can govern the physical world. If you look at the Bible, Moses, who had died about 1600 years earlier, and Elijah, who had died about 900 years earlier, appeared before Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. However, these were actually the spirits of Moses and Elijah, human beings composed of flesh, which can dominate the physical world, and spirit, which can dominate the spiritual world, likewise have the potential to rule both worlds. Father's God, God's sorrow. God, who created all things of creation, with the hope of experiencing joy through Adam and Eve, lost everything that he created due to the fall. He lost Adam and Eve, and he lost all of creation. Satan also unexpectedly took God's place as the creator and has been governing all things of creation in his place. This is God's sorrow that remains as the sorrow of the conscientious people and believers who have prayed and worked hard to resemble God's heart through the course of the history of restoration. Yes, the three major sorrows of God I already mentioned, right? The three major sorrows of God are the first, the sorrow of sorrow of losing his children and the sorrow of losing all things and the sorrow of losing the authority of the owner as the creator. It was the day of the old things and children's day and parents' day and God's day to restore all these things. It is a truly, truly, truly remarkable event that through parents restore through the indemnity all that was lost due to, due to the fall of Adam and Eve during their lifetime. It is really amazing. Can you imagine our true parents came to the earth, paid all the indemnity, and restore one by one. Restore the, the day of all things, and children's day, and parents' day, and God's day, and need to restore back you know, from the servants of a servant to servants, and then adopt the son, and stepson, and real son, and position of the mother, and position of the father, and then, you know, God, vertically and horizontally, it is really incredible. Wow, I cannot imagine. Within his own generation, Father, he paid all the indemnity. How much he suffered? 
how much he cried. I think no one knows our true parents' such effort and such dedication and jongsang. It is really incredible, you know. That's why how can we deny the position of our true parents? They are the Messiah and Savior and true parents of all mankind. It is really incredible. That's why we need to think that whenever we celebrate the day of all things and the Children's Day and Parents' Day and God's Day, we have more, you know, uh, our public holiday. Each day is we need to celebrate very meaningfully, not just only by condition. In order to you know to restore back each ever important day, our true parents you know gone through incredible indemnity and sorrowful cause. Today's youth ministry and uh, it's very important. God's hand. It is not exact our translation. Peter's role that humankind must must meet. You know, Korean people say Han is not resentment. You know, many people translate into the translate about Korean Han as the resentment. That is not resentment. The resentment is kind of anger and you know, unresolved things, something like that. But God, Han means that is Peter's soul have also incredible wish. I need to go back. I need to accomplish. I need to reach that goal, and then you know, in, in more positive way, and at the same time, very much sorrowful, bitter heart because I am not reached that goal. Uh, Korean people about explain the Han meaning is like that. More we need to think more positive way to really try to go back, but still you need to really fighting with the environment. You know, so could not reach that yet, and then become the strong, and then inner uh, wishes and desire to achieve that goal. Then we call Han. God has a Han. Human being also has a Han. Therefore, God's Han, I can say, Peter's soul, and his wish that humankind's Han, Han must meet each other. So. We need to understand the concept of the the heart. What does it mean? So let's study. Human beings Han, bitter sorrow that must meet God's Han. The hope and will that come from human beings' original nature become a driving force when connected to God's Han. When we possess God's Han, we are made to face God's direction and can move forward. Without getting tired, when hit with difficulties in reality, it is human beings Han, not God's, that is easily controlled by the environment. If human beings Han does not meet God's Han, that alone is a waste of Han. Today, if we have a reciprocal relationship with the environment in reality. You will waste all the sorrow and harm you have. You will be hurt, disappointed, have a lot of doubt and resentments, and be under a curse while thinking, "Why do I have to feel this much pain?" You will also lament over yourself, saying, "Can't I get away from this?" Yes, 
true father said that after he met God at the age of 16 years old, he knew that God had a wish and, and that God was the God of a hand and that he wept bitterly for many, many days. When true father met God's hand, it became the driving force in, in accomplishing God's will. That's why since he met God, he knew that God is sorrowful God. God has a lot of harm because he could not fulfill you know, his, uh, his, uh, his wishes. That's why, oh my God. True Father came to understand God's supposed to have really, you know how to say, Almighty God, so powerful God, whatever he wants, he can create anything. He has wishes. And Father came to understand, God is a God of the sorrow. God has incredible harm. And how much God's situation is so difficult. And since through Father met such kind of the God, and then he cannot rest. He cannot have his own free time. That's why whenever he thinks God's harm, it became the driving force in accomplishing God's will. Always give him the power. Whenever he thinks God's heart, and he really became the driving force, no matter what, I need to go. True Father never got tired of going because whenever he thinks about God's heart, in any circumstance, circumstance, when true father thought of God's heart and sorrow, he again had the courage to move forward. If we also experience God's heart and have God's heart, we will not be controlled by circumstances under any circumstances. However, a human individual heart who does not meet God's heart is easily exhausted and hurt, disappointed, and always prone to complaining. And he spent his life shy on the, on the shying to get out of that harm. That's why actually in positive way, harm is a very important harm. And each one of the human beings have that kind of harm. But your harm need to meet God's harm. Without meeting God's harm, and it's just wasted and become urami, become like a, a resentment, and become you know, disappointing and hurting, hurting. Why father never tired until he died? Because he knew God's heart. I am the one who releases uh, release his heart. I am the one who need to liberate God's heart. He kept that kind of God's heart. That's why he cannot survive. That's why whenever you have your own heart, you need to meet God's heart. And then God's heart, when you, your heart meet God's heart and become really strong power without any kind of the exhausting, you still can push yourself to go forward. But many of them, without meeting God's heart, 
just you have your own individual heart, just own your situation heart, easily get exhausted and hurt and disappointed. That's why how do we utilize properly our own heart? Understand what I mean? Therefore, human heart becomes, uh, you know, catalyst, becomes a catalyst when meeting with God's heart, rather than becomes a driving force to move forward with an indomitable will in any situation. So God's heart must be, you know, sublimated into my heart. Therefore, God's sorrow must be my sorrow. And his heart have to be my heart. Wow, how Father discovered this kind of things. This is really incredible. When I realize the meaning of a heart, which has tears come down. I do not know God has a heart. I do not know Jesus has a heart. He could not fulfill his job, his mission. And, you know, in his heart, in inner his heart, have heart. Jesus has a heart. You know, can you imagine why he prayed on the cross? He doesn't want to die. Who understands Jesus' heart? Who understands Abraham's heart when he failed to offer three offerings? He failed, and then he felt really strong, conscience-stricken. That's why he prepared to, even prepared to die himself. And then that's why, you know, he strong determination to offer his only son. He has that kind of heart. Adam, after lost his purity, even, even lost his original position, Adam have a lot of heart. Eve have a lot of heart. And then when Cain killed Abel, has we made a lot of heart. Sorrowful. Why I did like this? And I'm also regret. Why I did like that? Eve was the same thing. Why I committed that kind of sin? Regret and regret and regret. Become the heart. I need to fulfill. It's hard, human beings are, each one of the human beings have that kind of a heart. The reason God gives heart to humans is to meet God who has a heart. That's why He is telling us to move forward for the will of God with the heart of God as our parents. Next. It can be said that the path that religion has walked has come out to solve the problems of human beings. Everybody has Han. That is why we need a savior who can relieve human beings Han. Jesus, who came as the Messiah, came to take responsibility over human beings Han and establish a relationship with God. Actually, if you come to understand It is the same with God's Han or human beings Han. It is the same as the sorrow of a prodigal son 
who has left his father or the sorrow of a parent who has lost a child. Unless parents and children meet each other, liberation cannot be fundamentally achieved. Yes. Every fallen human has a heart. Since the fall of the human ancestor, all human beings have lost their parents, have a heart to return to God's side. In this sense, it can be said that the past that religion has walked has come out to solve the harm that humans have. have and the savior, savior who can solve the such human harm is absolutely necessary. Jesus, who came as the Messiah, came with God's sorrow and harm. And because Jesus is the mediator, who came as the Messiah, he came to take responsibility for the human heart and establish a relationship with God on behalf of God. In fact, if you know it, it is the same as God's heart or human's heart. The same is true for heart of the parents who has lost a child or heart of the child who has lost the parents. It is the same as the sorrow of the prodigal son for leaving his father or, or the heart of the parents who lost their children. Therefore, unless the heart of the parents and child meet each other, harm cannot be liberated fundamentally. That's why our, our heart need to meet God, other meet, meet, need to meet God's heart. Otherwise, we cannot be liberated our own heart. God has more heart than me. Also, God's heart only can liberate through his own children. This is a really incredible. Okay, next. The prodigal son tried to grant his wish by leaving the relationship with his parents. But that did not happen. He was doubted by those around him. And when there was nowhere else to go, he went to search for his father. After failing, he realized the cause of why he made a mistake. After time passed, he knew he had missed his time. When the prodigal son left his parents, he realized he shouldn't have. The prodigal son wished he had known that before he left his parents and before he missed his time, but he didn't. The prodigal son was burdened with having a relationship with his parents. If he had lived a life centered on his parents, he would not have missed the time, but it ended up going wrong. If the fall had also been centered on God, there wouldn't have been no fall. Like Adam and Eve, we know that if we are self-centered, we will miss our time. The Bible gives an example of the prodigal son. The appearance of the prodigal son is, tells us instead of the fallen man, we are today who betrayed God and left. The prodigal, a prodigal son tried to liberate himself by leaving the relationship with his parents centered on his wish but it only suffered more. The prodigal, law, the prodigal lost everything, and it was only after the time had passed that he realized that the time had been missed. 
When the prodigal son left his parents, he knew that he should not leave. Today, we too must always realize how blessed and precious it, uh, precious it is to live with our parents when we are in arms of our true parents. The way we do not miss the time is to serve our parents by becoming one with them with a filial heart. However, as fallen humans grow, their thoughts and greed increase and they repel, rebel against their parents like the prodigal son. Fallen children seem to be everything if they abandon their parents and go out their homes according to their wishes. In the end, it is the life of the fallen human beings that lose time and regress and realize only late. My brothers and sisters, in conclusion, we who who have lost God experience a lot of pain and sorrow during that time, and our heart was created. However, the only way to solve our sorrow and heart is to meet God's wish and God's heart as parents. Our original mind still wants it today. Why true father can keep keep going about his will? How? Because he knew God's heart. And how Jesus digests everything? He knew God's heart. We need to know God's heart. We need to know true parents' heart. We need to know our brothers and sisters' heart. When I recently meeting about our blessed family, our Clifton Church by June, you know, each couples, each families, I can feel that our first generation have a lot of heart. Need to resolve that their children issues. I feel so much sympathy. They have a heart. They have a heart. Their heart is God's heart. Their heart is to the parent's heart. Oh my God. You know, that's why our heart only can be solved when we meet God's heart and true parent's heart. Even God's heart and true parent's heart can can be settled down through us. We need to to remind what does God's heart mean. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. And uh, living testimony, our MC will introduce. Kamsahamida. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Young, for today's guidance, teaching, and reminder of God's Han and how we can really meet Him uh, as human. As humans, how can we really meet God's Han? Uh, because that will be able to resolve our Han as well. So thank you so much for that teaching for this morning. And for our living testimony, we have a recording from Aunt Debbie Priest. She will be sharing about a life-changing experience with the blessing. As we know, today is the 40 years anniversary uh, of a 2075, I believe, couples. So yes, if the media team is ready, please, we can launch the video for her her testimony. Good morning, Dr. Young. Good morning, brothers and sisters, and happy 40th anniversary, brothers and sisters out there. And today, I would like to share 
a living testimony of what the blessing has meant to me. And I wanted to start it out with sharing some of my feelings when I was first blessed and first together with my husband. And this is just such a precious memory, just remembering how I felt when I would wake up in the morning and I would see my husband laying in the bed right beside me. It was just so comforting and so wonderful to have someone with me. I had been lonely so much of my life, lonely as a child, and then many times lonely in the church. And, and finally, I had a, a partner, and he was going to be with me the rest of my life and for all eternity. And I was just so happy. And I loved being married. I loved having a partner. I loved making plans and dreams and goals together. Uh, like, for instance, like right now, I would be doing this session live, except we are on a way to take a cruise to celebrate our 40th anniversary. And we've been planning on this and looking forward to it for a long time. So it's just been so wonderful to have a partner. Um, uh, one of the amazing things that that happened in my marriage also was the healing of my heart. I had come from a broken home and had a really hard time trusting people, didn't believe in God, didn't trust in God. And so my husband was the first person that I learned to trust because he just loved me so much. And he just accepted me with, with all my problems and issues, whatever. He just accepted me and loved me. And I experienced unconditional love for the first time, which just totally changed me. So finally, I could begin to, to trust people, trust God, and my life changed as a result of that. Um, another thing that I, I experienced, and this is sort of on, on the flip side, um, several years ago, my, my husband uh, left the church, and that was really difficult for me. And I had a lot of judgment, and I felt superior, all these things. But you know what? That did not help my marriage. <laughs> So finally, I realized I just needed to accept him just the way he had accepted me. And I just accepted him and embraced him for who, who he is. And then our marriage was so much better as a result of that. So this is one of the ways in which I grew spiritually. Another way that I grew spiritually was that, you know, coming to here, here to Huntsville was so difficult for me. I left behind my church, my family, all my friends, and my whole identity was wrapped up with doing things in, in the church. And all of a sudden, that was gone. So how am I going to feel close to God? And, and so because of this, it kind of forced me to just turn deeply inward and, and really search for a deeper relationship with God. And uh, I really struggled, but I broke through and was able to experience God in such a deep way and to begin to feel his heart and understand the divine principle so much more deeply. So this was a way that I was able to spiritually grow and, and grow my heart. And another huge way that my heart grew was through having 
our wonderful children. I remember before I had any children, I just had no idea what that might be like. And I just had no feeling about it for some reason. But when I had my children, it was just like this explosion of love in my heart that I didn't even know was, was there. And I felt so much love for my children. I remember as a, a teenager, my sisters and myself, we loved the cats. They were like our babies and we'd play with them and they were so cute and we'd snuggle with them all the time. And I remember when my sister asked me about being a parent, I said, it's like the love we felt for our cats, but multiply it like a hundred times, a thousand times. It's so much more. It's so much, so amazing. So that's a way that I grew. Another area that I grew was in developing my potential. My husband has just been so supportive of me in so many ways. I grew up without any confidence. And he's the one who encouraged me to go back to school and then get my master's degree and then start my business as a marriage coach and a counselor and develop my singing, my music, which I hadn't done for decades. And, and so that has just made such a huge difference in my life. And I, and I really feel the best marriages are where our, both of us develop our potential separately, and then we can be united together. And another area where we were really blessed, and Reverend Young has said this many times, is that we were blessed externally, financially as well. As many of you young couples know, there's a lots of struggles in the beginning to make ends meet. And I remember those days very well, you know, having to go to the thrift store to buy clothes for my kids. Um, but over the years, because of our, our unity and just hanging in there, no matter what, God has just hugely blessed us so much. We live in a beautiful house. We just we're really blessed material. So um, that's what I wanted to share. And I also would just like to share a, a few photographs with you of my family before I end here. So I'm just going to share my screen and share these with you. This is my husband and myself at The Blessing. Uh, this is us more recently. We love to take hikes. We love to go to beautiful places. This is my daughter, Laura, and her husband, Zach. This is my son, Eric, and his wife, Jessica. This is Laura and our granddaughters, Lexi and Mia. They're nine and seven. And just a good close-up of my handsome husband, Rob. So I hope you enjoyed that and gained some inspiration about the blessing. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much for a beautiful testimony.